Hey, what's up, guys? It's Becca Hayes, and I am so proud to say that Enaviv Water is a sponsor of this episode of The Becca Hayes Show. If I were to ask you today, what is in your tap water? What are you drinking every day? What are you bathing in? What are you cooking in? Could you tell me? Probably not, just like I couldn't tell you a few months ago. This is why you need to contact my friends at Enaviv Water. Enaviv will come out and test your water for free, no obligation, no hassle, they're not going to bug you about getting a filtration system. They're just going to tell you what you're drinking. And did you know that Utah is ranked number three for the most toxic state in the United States? Number three. And they can test your water anywhere in the United States. It doesn't have to be just Utah. Here are just a few things that are found in your drinking water, your tap water that you think is safe. Lead, arsenic, fluoride, chloroform, chromium-6. You need to take matters into your own hands. Get your house in order. You are the one that's going to protect yourself and your family, no one else. Check out my friends at enaviv.com. That's E-N-E-V-I-V-E.com or call 801-993-0080. If you mention my name, Becca Hayes, they will give you half off a chemical remover. Chemical free is the way to be. But how? Everybody, welcome back to the Becca Hayes Show. I'm your host, Becca Hayes, and joining me tonight is Jacob Stansfield. Hi. Thank you, Jacob. Appreciate you. I appreciate you. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the show. Thank you. show loves you. Mm, I love the host. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good okay. one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so tonight, and this is, what, Saturday night, almost 10 o'clock at night, Finally, the kids are into bed. Mm. Mowed the lawn. Twice. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and I think people that are lawn entrepreneurs would agree with me where you can't leave the extra gla or grass clippings on the grass, right? Because it will kill it. Like if that sits on there and especially in the midsummer heat, it will kill the grass underneath, and we have a lawnmower that has the bag on it. It's a Honda. <laughs> People need to know, okay? I'm glad, yeah. This is important. <laughs> so, no, we have a Honda lawnmower, and if you set it, you know, too low, it will still pick up the clippings of the grass, but it still also leaves clippings on the grass. Mm. It's frustrating, especially when, I mean, it's been stormy the last week, so the grass has grown, like, quite long. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't want to cut it long because it's annoying to me. I'm just going to have to cut it in three days anyway. So I like to cut it pretty short. So, yeah, that's why we had to mow it twice. Mm -hmm. I mean, wouldn't you? Like it, For sure. Right? You agree with me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we just got done mowing and putting the kids to bed. So I'm, I'm pretty tired, but I feel like we have a lot of good topics to talk about tonight. So I'm excited for that. Um, just to give you guys a little recap we're going to talk about a 1960 movie, The Time Machine, and um, how we just watched that and wh what our thoughts are on that and the 
She's not recommending it for us. <laughs> what she thinks about my opinion of it. And then also we're going to talk about um, this the skin disease that I've recently picked up on and what's going on. And Wait, what now? <laughs> we'll get to it in a minute. Okay. I'm going and, in blind. Just note I'm going in blind. You always go into a blind. Yeah, I never know part. what's happening. And then also we're going to talk about the statement that just came out by the LDS church literally yet was it yesterday that they just made the statement I think it was two days oh, now. two days ago yeah well when this comes out it's going to be a few days so we're going to talk about that and our opinions on that and kind of everything that's going down so it's not going to be like anti-mormon hate so don't think about that don't think we're going to go down that road at all I don't like to do that I, I'm not we're that, not haters no I'm not that type of person that just bashes on a religion I can I can say like how I felt in my opinion but I don't like to I'm not like anti-mormon stuff so we're gonna get into all that but first let's talk about the time machine because that's kind of on our minds right now mm. because Blair's blowing my phone up right now oh nice because <laughs> Blair my best friend Blair you guys have heard of her she's been on the podcast a few times um she came to visit us yesterday and we're talking and she's like, have you guys seen the movie, the time machine? And I'm like, no. not the new one. The old one. <laughs> like 1960. 1960. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I grew up watching that and I absolutely love it. And I think she just recently watched it again. So I'm like, and I trust her opinion. I am like Blair and I are very like similar thinkers. And so when she says something like I usually will like it and love it. Huh. So I'm like, Oh, there's something here. I got to watch this. So, we watched it last night, mm -hmm. 1960 film. Yeah. It was hard, a little hard to, to swallow, but it did help, though, that the main character, what is his name? Do you remember his name? I have no idea. I don't know. Um, can't remember his name, but the, the main character of the film of The Time Machine, he's pretty good looking, actually. Yeah. It seems like he did pretty good. Like, Yeah, he was really good. Wasn't a bad actor. I don't, and yeah, good looking guy, but like, oof, I'll let you take it away. <laughs> Well, and then we discovered the voice of... Uh... Oh, gosh. I could not get past this. <laughs> what is it? So one of my favorite like childhood Christmas movies is the uh, the Mickey's Christmas Carol. I love that one. I re so I'm a good. fan. I'm, I'm a still fan. a big fan. Yeah, I'll watch it. So Scrooge is uh, Scrooge McDuck, right? Mm-hmm. And the man who does his voice is in this movie. And I realized that like he's not acting like doing a different voice when he does scrooge mcduck that's his voice yeah like exactly is it is he from ireland spice sugar cakes uh, <laughs> which is a we're really close to kyle gray or is it scott is scotland is it irish or scottish i don't know it's, it's, some, it's, it's one of the there, two somewhere it's up irish there. or scottish it's i don't either, know which or one maybe like a really northern england do it we do the accent which one i don't the one you were just getting kyle into. gray no <laughs> Not Kyle Gay. Um, I bet they're from the same town. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. All I remember is the uh, spice sugar cakes. Oh, yes. I gave you that raise three years ago. <laughs> I can't do it very good. But I could not get past it. Every time yeah. he's talking, I'm just hearing Scrooge McDuck. I'm like, hey, what the? And I just kept saying dumb shit to you while you're trying to watch I know. Movie. I was actually really trying to get into it. Mm -hmm. Um because there is actually a really good meaning behind it. Um, what is it? I want to hear the full. I want <laughs> well, to hear this. Blair laid it out, so we're gonna oh, we're gonna. Good. So I posted it on Instagram, my story, my Instagram stories yesterday as I was watching it, 
And I was like, guess what movie I'm watching? You know, it's a 1960 mm-hmm. film. And finally, I gave it away towards the end. And Did anyone like, guess? No. <laughs> no one. Th- there was some guesses, um, but they no one got it right. Mm. But Blair saw my stories. And so she started commenting just recently. Just like actually, what, 10 minutes ago. And so she asked me, she's like, oh, my gosh, you watched the movie. And I was like, yeah, I watched the movie. And she's like, what did you think? And I was like, it was horrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's like, here, we're just going to read. <laughs> You're going to read her comments on the show. <laughs> well, she's like, sorry you didn't like it. She goes, it was one of my favorite movies growing up. She goes, I guess you're just one of the few. <laughs> and then she sends me a screenshot. <laughs> and it says five out of five stars out of 4,667 people on Amazon Prime. I mean, that's true. She's I'm like, got but a case. You do got a point there, Blair. Yeah. And I was like, but really, though, and it really wasn't bad. But when it got to the Murlocs, it just lost me. But, like, I mean, it's 1960, but... Or what so is it like, called? The, ha- the Warlocks. They're called the Warlocks. It, no, it's Morlocks. No, she, with an M. she corrected me. She's wrong. Is she? We just watched it. It's Morlocks. Are you sure about I'll that? I'll bet. I'll bet anything. Because she totally corrected me. Yeah, I know. She said she said it wrong yesterday Here. too. Bless her. But what were you gonna say? Um, it's made in the six like nineteen sixty. This is old as shit. Yeah. So like, I have a hard time like bashing on it because I mean it's probably incredible for the time, but this is why I don't enjoy old movies because mm-hmm. they're strange but it is it's really interesting though the whole concept behind it about how the world changes and what it's like to give up your power just read what blair's she tries to explain it should i read it out loud yeah read it out loud you can okay. read starting from there go ahead Blair, this wasn't my idea if yeah, these it was were meant mine. to be private no uh, she would have said this on the podcast i know her all right you understand how they came to exist right they were the humans that took cover from the war under the ground, this and is the, the warlocks. Eloi took their chances above ground. Over thousands of years, they evolved into completely separate species. The warlocks were the providers for the Eloi, but also fed on them. The Eloi could no longer think for themselves because of socialism, essentially. They were provided for, but lost their sense of self and thought. It's a paradox with profound irony. And then a wink face. Mm-hmm. If you understand paradoxes, this movie's really amazing. It really is, actually. Uh, okay. Did she say anything else? I feel like I understand paradoxes, but I don't feel like... I, I mean, I don't know. What? You, you could dig and... You don't feel like what? Um, nah, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> and then Becca, oh yeah, I got that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know paradoxes. So I do. Now that I think about paradoxes, <laughs> I actually did enjoy the movie. No, I said I I liked it until it got to the warlocks, <laughs> and then the warlocks just lost me, just like the way they looked, and like it was so like where they flopped around. They to flopped. Fight. Yeah, they're like they're you know their flanges just <laughs> flopping around, and they're then they hit the wall, and, and then like the fake blood comes out. It was just weird. Oh, yeah. It was so I weird. And the teeth, you know, like yeah. I don't know. But I, I totally get the concept behind it. I don't it. want to keep reading on okay, this. Okay, so anyway, It was a strange movie, but at the same time, it was made in 1960, and like I think it, we made it all yeah. the way through. We did. We so watched all... Well, I there's did. There's not a lot of movies. Well, what did you do? You got a little preoccupied. I... Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I added some spice. Yeah, you did. To the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want me to keep going? No. I mean, I'll just... <laughs> no. What I did... 
<laughs> I started. I took off some cl- clothing. Anyways, so yeah, the from film, both of us, the and then. Um, I bet, like, if I was in the 60s, I would think this was, like, a really good movie. Yeah, probably. I really do. But it was a little cheesy. It wasn't terrible. The end it got really weird, wasn't. for sure. Yeah, I just didn't like the warlocks. Yeah. Or whatever I feel called. like he went too far into the future. He went to, like, year 80,000. Yeah. It was 80,000 and something. Yeah. So he was, like, 78,000 years into our future. And this was made in 1960. It was funny. Even when they went to 1966. I was going to bring that up. Which is six years into their future. So like. The world was ending. Yeah. They were getting nuked. I was thinking Cold War. Volcanoes were erupting. Because it was like. Mm -hmm. There was these sirens and they were all going underground. But I thought Cold Year was a few. Cold War was a few years after that. And I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, then after like bombs started happening and volcano, it was the, they had the whole world ending mm-hmm. basically. Didn't it, I don't know. what was, what's that called? The, is it the Mayan calendar? What is that? Mayan. Mayan calendar mm-hmm. where they thought the world was ending and was it year 2000? 2012. 2012. Oh, okay. Can you imagine like really believing in that your whole life? And then it comes to that point. That, that. I mean, I don't know a lot of details, but I had read that like a bunch of things on the Mayan calendar came to fruition. For real? Yeah. So like I was even somewhat like, Stop. I wonder what's going to happen. And I think they had a date nailed down to it. It was like December 26th or something really? like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know the date. It seems like there was a specific day or month at least uh-huh. that they're like, world's done. And they predicted a whole bunch of stuff on this calendar. So I was like, I don't think the world's going to end, but I bet something will happen. And nothing happened. I don't remember no, anything don't that so. was like, I mean, that stood out. Yeah. So what was the, what were the things that y- registered with you that came to fruition? What do you mean? Like from you, the Mayan calendar? Yeah, that you said that stuck out to you. I don't know that I had anything specific. If I looked it up, I'm sure there's tons of stuff. December 21st, 2012. So like... They were specific. Um, Who creates this calendar? I'm just curious. The Mayans. Who are the Mayans? Early Mexicans. Oh, okay. So they're from Mexico? Yeah, I believe so. But like there was there was Mayans and Aztecs. I think they were all in Mexico. And I don't know if that was a time difference or they existed at the same time. I should not be like spewing out history stuff. I don't know what I'm talking no, about. No, yeah, this is just us trying to figure it out. Like we're not claiming that we're completely yeah. right right now. Um, Let me see real quick are what they, the Mayan calendar predicted. Are they saying that they got this from, like, visions or what? Like, I'm curious where they got the reasons why the world was ending. The Mayans have accurately predicted every solstice and eclipse to the day. Okay. Like. So where are they getting their predictions? That's something. Is that just because they're, like, getting visions? Like, do we know, like... Where where is it coming from? I don't know. Huh. But God, it is weird. That. Even if it's just eclipses, like that's still that's I mean that's oddly intense. impressive yeah. for yeah for sure. Uh, and they were I think it was was it thousands of years ago. Do you think the person though that there's got to be like one person behind this right that's helping like create this calendar? 
I, I that's influencing that. others. We are two people that should not I know. be trying to <laughs> but, work out. But the we Mayans. are. But we're here. But how did we get here? I don't know because okay. the world was ending in 1966. Ah. So that those that person or that group of people that predicted the world ending in 2012 after the world didn't end, do you think that they they like quit their job or what? I mean, <laughs> the Mayans, whoever, I would be like, this yeah, was, this was, my mistake. <laughs> this was thousands of years ago. I'm just curious. Like, I, I want to know, like, what happened? Did they like get real jobs? And like, what what's going on with the, the calendar people, you know? What do you mean did they get jobs? They're dead. Are they? Let's see. 2012? Uh, that was only start, like how- starting point of the Mayan calendar. Oh, I guess yeah, you're right. There was a three thousand BC. Yeah, but people have lived on through that. That's you know. That was five thousand years ago. I'm, yeah, they're dead, mm. so they didn't need to get a new job. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In my defense, I literally know nothing about the Mayan calendar. I had no clue when it was created. I just heard that there I was. Didn't realize it was that old. I just realized there was a calendar out there. I mean, I didn't even pronounce it right in the beginning. I just, I knew it started with an M. There was a calendar saying that the world was ending. And I thought it was 2000. I thought it was like the year 2000. So. 2012. Mm. Yeah, no, I was, I was legit a little bit sketched out because I had that's, heard about it. That's so like, funny that it was. It predicted a lot of things. Yeah. The end of the world's no small thing to predict. And I guess a lot of cults and prophets and stuff have been predicting world ending a lot. Those are always funny to me. I remember my dad always said like, you're going to live in the time where the world's going to come to an end. Yeah. We were told that growing uh, up all the time. Yeah. The you, last days, it's your generation. He's like, hopefully it's you're going to be there. You're changing. A, what is it? The twinkling of an eye? Is that what Translated? Yeah. Or you just get this twinkle. You know, I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to die of a horrible death. I'm Translated means that what? basically you basically instantly get sucked into heaven. Before, so you can experience the painful like burning sensations. Yeah, you don't even have to go through like oh, the end good. of the world kind of stuff. That's good. It's you're so holy and righteous. Oh, you just like boop. I'm I'm getting yeah totally. You don't even have I'm, to. Die, I'm getting translated for sure. Yeah, you are. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, now going into religions. So let's just talk about the hot topic right now. All right. You, All right. So on you. where is my phone? Oh, like okay, here it is. Okay, so Blair's still typing. <laughs> Bless. If you consider the paradox. Oh my god. She's so funny. She said she said the Morlock scared the shit out of her, but she was eight years old. I believe it. I can imagine. Yeah, for sure. I told so I used to watch that. What was that movie with the big dog flying in the air? The nothing Falcor. Yeah, Falcor. What's uh, it? Atreyu. Atreyu. Never ending story. A never ending story. That so horse sinking. That that mortified that me. That was trauma. That for was me. that was I think that was trauma for a lot of people. That was bad. But the part where the wolf with the green eyes, oh, I had I nightmares. I don't remember this at all. So that that was the nothing. The nothing. Was so the wolf? It, the wolf was the nothing. Huh. So he came out with the green eyes before he attacked on Atreyu. Mm. And that part where he was like in his cave and all of a sudden you see the green eyes, I had nightmares for years. Weird. After I, that, I don't even remember. I was that. scared of wolves. The I had horse nightmares of wolves. Sinking, I thought it was horrible. Yeah, the, that whole thing with the horse sinking and the green eye wolf, like it, all that, that fucked me up as a kid. Another movie I want to bring up that fucked what? me up as a kid. What? I looked up the preview recently just because it popped into my mind. It's called the Peanut Butter Solution. What? You should look up a preview sometime. The peanut. And it's like 
the peanut butter solution. It's this happy dude talking. It's like fun for the whole family. They present it as this family film. This little boy climbs up to this like abandoned building Mm -hmm. and he sees something. You don't see it. That scares him to death. Okay. He loses all his hair. He's traumatized. He's like freaking the F out, right? He is like mega trauma. He loses all his hair, so they make a wig and glue it on him. And then he's playing soccer, and all, everyone piles on him and starts ripping it off of his head. Then oh my gosh. he invents this like peanut butter solution that makes his hair grow like crazy. So he becomes like this giant hair person. Then somehow he gets kidnapped and sold into slavery where he's making brushes. And something else, I don't know, it scared the shit out of me. It's like got so this like is, 30 fucked up things in it. That, oh my gosh, it's terrible. I don't even this know This is a I'm movie you this. watched when you were a kid? Yeah, it's for kids. It's for kids? Yeah. Was it to teach them to toughen up or what? I don't know. My There's gosh! A, it's like my mom brought home, like went to the Bought you the some local pizza. Blockbuster. Oh my god, I miss Blockbusters. To be honest, it's like G or PG, and it's presented as eh, fun for the family. It's okay to be sold in trafficking. Yeah, they just thought. Oh my like, gosh, it was bad. And then I googled it. This happened like three months ago because I remember this and I was like, oh, oh my gosh, that movie, and that was traumatized mm. me. So I looked it up. And it was the preview being all happy. And then it was also. I forgot what I was saying. You scared the shit out of me. Yeah, you're going to have to cut that out. No, I thought I you like saw a spirit. I wish. <laughs> oh, damn. You saw, know. you confused you. So you looked it up a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I Googled it. Mm-hmm. And there are tons of forums online that are like, this movie fucked me up. This movie horrified me. This movie, I'm still traumatized. So I'm not alone. So that's comforting. So I remember I grew up watching like the scary movies that I watched were like the Goosebumps. Goosebump movies. Goosebumps? Those came out when we were like teenagers. I watched them. I'm younger than you. One, like a year and a half. It's the difference. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Maybe I watched them in high school. My dad was really strict. Like, you know, we didn't get to watch very many Bad movies. Remember that time I got and we had we had satellite. Yeah, when what? Sorry, (laughs) sidetrack. We went to a restaurant recently. Becca's real bothered that I look younger than her. People keep saying it. It's it's really starting to get on my nerves because I I really don't feel like I look that old and and I've I've been told like I look in my late twenties. I mean, sit down at the at the table. mm -hmm. The woman. I'm sorry. Are you 21? Stop. I'm 36. She doesn't even ask for my ID. Yeah. We don't need her. <laughs> You're 21. Like, that's right? so rude. It's so rude. I can't believe it. Like, oh my God. Well, and then I had a, a, a Reiki client, what, yesterday. You came home and she was getting, oh, yeah. she was leaving on her way out to leave. And you came home and she's like, oh, who's this? I'm like, oh, this is Jake. Da, da, da. And she's like, oh, I'm like, she's like, that's your boyfriend? I was like, yeah. Oh, he looks so young. I thought it was like your son. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> she said something she about didn't a son. She did say son. She did. No fucking way. Yeah, she no did. No fucking way. That's what she said. No. Okay. She's, <laughs> but she still said it in a way like, you can't be dating him. He's younger. Like no, way no, young. she said son. She said son. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
Anyways, what were we what were we getting into? I'm sorry, I totally cut I don't you off. Remember. You were talking about movies oh, and the yeah. trauma and goosebumps. Goosebumps, so that that was like weird and creepy. I feel like a lot of the movies were like looking back at them now as an adult, I feel like there was a lot of hidden messages. Like just weird, fucked up, weird, Maybe, creepy. But like Kids messages. aren't picking up on the weird messages. I know, you know? but it kind of pisses you off that they still put that shit out there. I don't it's know. A, it's probably more rampant now. Everyone has a motive. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Or back then, it was just, I don't know. I don't know. You know, one of my favorite movies, though, watching, like, growing up as a kid, it was that movie with the Bigfoot where he came in and, like, was, like, part of the family. Do you Harry know, and the Hendersons? Yeah, did you like that movie? I don't even think I saw it, and I'm not what? sure how I knew what that was. Yeah. <laughs> I like that oh, one. Oh, you mean Alf? No, not Alf. No, I hated kidding. Alf. Yeah. No, ugh, horrible. <sighs> Anyways, okay, so going into the religion talk. So the hot topic right now, and I'm not like, I mean, I like to, things that resonate with me that I'm kind of passionate about, I like to share to you guys, to the audience, to the listeners. Um, So this, this really re- resonated with me because... You know, I used to be LDS, so I feel like I have a lot of knowledge of that religion. And so do you. Mm. You know, you used to be LDS. You went on a mission. Yep. All that. Spent two years teaching it in England. Yeah. yeah. So you have a lot more knowledge than I even did. Like, I grew up in it. So it was it was a part of me. It was my identity. Like, I identified as being LDS. Right. Um. So the church just... And, Real quick before we like get into this, like I am again, I'm not anti Mormon. I mean, I don't know what you would consider yourself as it to be anti Mormon. Is that like you saying? I feel like anti Mormon is like actively trying to like bash on the, that bash religion, on it, get people out of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm my point of view, and this we're gonna you know before we get into it. But my point of view is. Whenever you put all your trust into like one person or one group, one organization, I feel like that's scary. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's where I'm like, whoa, put the brakes on. You step back, look at the bigger picture. And I'm not saying that you can't do that, but always be thinking for yourself and always be questioning. People that don't question authority. I mean, this goes along. I mean, this goes with doctors. It goes with anything. Yeah. Because they have that authority and they're res- they're well respected, like the prophets in the church, the mm-hmm. leaders. They don't question it. That's what scares me, and so many people do that. Yeah, that, I mean. So I'm I'm for what you're taught to do. Yeah, it's what you're taught to do. Follow the so, prophet. Yeah, and I don't know if I've always had that rebel in me, of where I'm like, mm, no, like I, I I feel like I'm fortunate and I'm thankful for having that. My, my inside voice was very loud and for others it's very quiet mm-hmm. and then when you don't ever listen to it it gets even quieter and so that's where my th- my thing is is when you start to put all your trust in that person that's where I'm like whoa pump the brakes I think you should be always questioning anybody yes except for your, yourself I believe that you can trust yourself you don't think you trust I th- yourself? I think, I think, well, I think it needs to be questioned. I think, yeah, always. Like, your strongest values and opinions are the ones that you need to question the most. Because they become part of our identities and we live mm-hmm. our life 
they I, dictate our our life. Like, well, I'm talking about your intuition though, like that little voice that you're like you keep hearing, and you're like, oh, sure. I think that's what I'm I'm speaking more of. But yeah, but even getting, I agree with you even too. getting the intuition is a flag flag to ask questions. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess ask questions no matter it's like, what. Oh, it's it's this just, is it's a good thing. It's a good thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. questions is a good thing because then it leads you to hopefully the answers. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with asking questions. Yeah. So the church put out a statement, and I'm going to read it right now. I don't even know if I can pull them up because I think they blocked me. <laughs> Banned by the church. I did. I got blocked. Shit. Hang on. Let me see. <laughs> I only tagged him in a post, and it wasn't bad. It's annoying. Lame. Who's did they actually wh- ban you? I'm not banned. Yeah, can you pull it up? I'm banned. <laughs> I seriously, I tagged him in their own post. I reposted it to my story, and I was like, how is this right? A religion getting into politics. Like, I, I was... What's their account called? I, I think it's like Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, on Instagram. You can go what on happens Instagram. when you try to pull it up? It doesn't come up. <laughs> it used to... Yeah, I don't know. But here, I have that on Church my, of Jesus Christ. Church of Jesus Christ, yeah. So I have a screenshot of it, so I'll just read the screenshot. But it says, they have a picture on their Instagram account, okay? And it says, the first presidency urges. Doesn't say suggest, urges, which is more urgency. So urges, I mean, wording's so important these days. Mm-hmm. The first presidency urges Latter-day Saints to wear face masks when needed and get vaccinated against COVID-19. And get, it's not suggesting, and get vaccinated against COVID-19. Well, it's urges. So it's a, it still falls within a suggestion, but it's strongly suggested. Yeah. So so they, they, they're smart about how they're wording it. Like in in the LDS religion, it's like, you do what the prophet says. Prophet says, like, don't drink coffee. You don't touch coffee. Otherwise, like, you can't go to the temple. Well, and if like you that. don't do and what the prophet says, standing... then you're not a good standing LDS member. Correct. That's it's it's white or black. Yeah. You either follow the prophet or you don't. Correct. So or they you're worded, off. They the, worded this yeah. in a way that it's not like this is a commandment of God, mm-hmm. but it's also they're trying. It feels like they're trying to make it gray almost. So there's a lot of uproar within the church and outside of it where it's like, uh, is this them telling us we have to? Is this a commandment or is this a suggestion? Um, so there's a lot of debate there. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of LDS members, a lot of little forums and stuff on Instagram, like polls where people are flipping out. We're like, oh, well, here comes the buffet Mormons, which means the ones who pick and choose the rules that they like to follow and the ones they don't like to follow. Mm -hmm. Which, okay, and real quick, I'm going to stop you there. I really don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think if I have a lot of friends that are, the church benefits me in this way. Mm -hmm. I love the bond that the people bring, that they're always there and supporting me. Which, again, you don't have to be part of a religion to have that. But, you know, in the Mormon religion, a lot of them are like, oh, my gosh, you're sick. Can I bring you casseroles? Can I bring you this? Like, Mm -hmm. they take turns. If you're a member of the church, they go through the list. If you're, like, not feeling good, they'll bring you, like, three meals a day. Yeah. So there's a lot of love there. Okay. 
And so I have a lot of friends that are in it, honestly, just for that bonding, that family community. For the casserole. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say for the casserole, but for that bonding and community thing. And I totally get that. Yeah. I get that. And I think that's okay. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, take what you need from whatever situation. Like, I don't feel like if you're going to commit to me, you have to be full in it, like jump two feet into it. But don't, you know, don't judge other people. Don't be like, oh my gosh, you're not a member of the church because you don't do this. Like, cause that goes on a lot. Yeah. That's the problem though, is that the, the doctrine within this, this religion says that like, if you do that, you're not a good member of the church. And I agree with you there too. So there's so like, kind of some conflict. It's tricky. In my opinion, it's like be in or don't be in. Yeah. But then at the same time, like if what you're doing is working for you, which That's means what going I'm, there. And, and I'm more like that. Yeah. What, what works for you, right? Yeah. Not for other people and not for what people see. What works for you? Yeah. And it's like, okay, I love that bond with people. And I love knowing that I have a community that has my back. I totally get that 100%. So I do have a lot of friends. And I feel like I was kind of that way because I'm like, my my more my situation was more of the I was raising it. I didn't know anything else. That was kind of part of my identity. Okay, yeah, me too. And you just do that. Mm-hmm. You have a family. You keep the church going. You keep that line going. That was my mentality. Um, just because I didn't know any better. Yep. I didn't really think for myself. Yeah. And it, I, like yeah. So, don't question your your testimony. Yeah. What's I, wrong with you? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really do that. And so I do have friends that are like, hey, I like this. That I take this piece from the church and I don't worry about what other people think of me. And I think that is great. If you can get to that mentality, I think it's great. But, but for the people that can't, and I'm talking about for the people that listen to these church leaders, prophets, verbatim, like word for word, whatever they say they follow and do, that's what scares me. This, that's what I'm mainly concerned for is for the people that hey, I don't, you know, and this isn't a secret, but obviously I'm against, you know, the vaccine. Mm-hmm. But for the people that are, have decided, you know what, it's not for me, but still could be persuaded. And then they have this church leader that they do follow and they do believe into like 100%, have all this passion of believing into, you know, the prophet that that speaks directly to God. And then all of a sudden comes out with, you know, the church leaders come out with that statement and now like, oh, if I want to be a good standing member because I'm doing everything I can because I believe in the prophet, I'm going to need to get, I'm going to have to get vaccinated and wear a mask. Yeah. And it's also like, along with that, it's, it's going to create dissension within the church. So now good members who are going to church every week, if that ever comes up, oh, I'm not vaccinated. (gasps) What? Now there's going to be frowned mm-hmm. upon. Now it's shame. Yeah. Now shame is involved for anyone who doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Within the church where that was their safe community, which you're talking about is the main value point. It was. Of that. Yeah. Now there's shame. Now there's judgment. Mm-hmm. Even though they didn't come out with necessarily, God wants you to do this. This is a commandment. We yeah. strongly That's a good urge. Point. So, but. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna create a lot of problems within within the church community. So there was this guy that I guess I, I don't even know the story of him. I just started following him today for the record. 
I haven't looked at his like past Instagram posts. Apparently, I mean, my friend informed me she used to follow him and I guess he left the church. So, and she's, she thinks that he's kind of anti-Mormon and he could be, but I'm not, I don't care about his history right now. I care about like how he addressed the statement that the church came out with. I thought he did it very well. Yeah. He just did like a funny rant response yeah, video. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Like I'm all about, especially in these times to bring humor to serious situations. Mm-hmm. No one wants to like feel like dark and doomed and, and depressed. I mean, we already feel all that. It's heavy. Like you can feel the tension. It's super heavy in the world right now. So why, why not bring some humor to the table? Mm-hmm. And in this case, I don't feel like he was mocking the Mormon religion. I feel like he strictly was bringing humor. Now, if a comedian talked about this, it would be way worse. Yeah, for sure. And I didn't, I could tell kind of that maybe he leaned to like, of one course side, you could tell that he was leaning a little bit. There was no like real negativity or jabs or anything yeah. against one side or yeah, the other, which I don't like. I don't stand for that. I don't like, that's not my style. That's not how I do things. So, but I feel like he did cover all aspects very well. And like the certain groups of people, how this is going to affect them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to play it right now. So you guys can hear. Boy, that escalated quickly. <laughs> I mean, that really got out of problem? hand fast. Anchorman. It jumped yeah. up a notch. It did, didn't it? Well, jumped up a notch, I think, is a bit of an understatement, as since yesterday... Oh, whoops, dang, I gotta keep watching. <laughs> people have been perplexed, people are puzzled, people are pissed off, a lot of people are really happy, and they've all converged into comment sections all over the place, and if you're not being entertained by this, you're really missing out. For those of you that might be living under a rock that somehow haven't heard this, allow me to briefly explain so you know what I'm talking about. Yesterday, the church posted on their Instagram a message they've never really quite said up until now. They've talked about the vaccine. They've said it's a good thing, but they've said, hey, you just make your own choice, do whatever you want to do. But yesterday, they posted and urged all members, all people, to not only get the vaccine, but to wear masks. And people are losing their skulls. Now, as if the church really needs more controversy, it's almost as if they said, hey, you want to throw a few more controversial things into the controversy bucket that's full and has been for years? Sure, buddy. go ahead. Take the most polarizing topic in America and throw it on in. On one hand, you have people that are pro-vax that are all for it, and probably a lot of them have already been vaccinated, and they're seeing this is such a good thing because they're like, hey, these are our guys. They're telling us what we should do, and this is a good thing. It's going to help everybody, and this is only a good thing for them. And on the other hand, you have people that are anti-vax, that are against the vaccine, and those are the most interesting people to watch right now because they're still trying to figure out how the hell they're going to react to this. Now, most people that were against the vaccine initially to see that, they seem pretty disappointed. A lot of them said they don't think the church should be meddling in such a controversial and political issue. A lot of them thought they should just keep the whole personal revelation thing and let people do what they wish. Uh, everybody's trying to make their own mental gymnastics way around this of what they're going to think. Now, among the anti-vaxxers, a lot of them have seemed to say, hey, I'm not going to change my mind. I'm still anti-vax. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do what feels right for me and my family, and they're not changing. Then you got this whole other group of people that it's, in the last 24 hours, they're saying, hey, I have to get the vaccine now because That's these are our leaders. These I'm are worried our prophets, about. and they're yep. asking us to do it, so i got to have faith. And they're going to go ahead and get vaxxed. A lot of them are comparing it to the story in the Bible of Moses with the serpent, where if you'll remember, after he freed the children of Israel and they fled and he was in the wilderness with them and they were getting bit by serpents or something, he says, hey, look at this staff of a serpent and you'll be healed. 
Just have faith to look at it and you'll be healed. A lot of people are saying, oh, well, this is our serpent in the Moses thing. Which that analogy, I'm sorry, but it's a bit of a stretch. In my opinion, a couple reasons. Number one, they were just being asked to look at something with their eyes and they'd be healed. Number two, uh, the guy asking him to do that, uh, <laughs> Moses, uh, he did a couple sorry. of neat things. I'd say they're rather neat. Like, uh, I don't know, perform a bunch of miracles, have manna falling from the sky. He made it dark for three days. He was casting plagues on people. Oh, and what did he do right before he asked him to look at the serpent? Oh, he parted the Red Sea. Oh, he parted it with his cloak he, and they ran through it with walls of water like this. Uh -huh. So the story goes. But anyways, that's what he was up to, that kind of guy. Those kind of things don't really seem to be happening, which I'm sure would make the vaccine decision a lot easier for some of these people. Like if Elder Holland took his Mr. Mac three-button suit coat and dipped it into Utah Lake and made it somehow swimmable instead of disgusting, I think it'd make it a little bit easier for folks. Another group's not being phased by this because they're saying, well, it's uh, only a prophet if he's acting as such, and he's a man, and he might have been saying this is a man, not a prophet. <laughs> that whole freaky thing, which don't get me started on. And some other people are saying, hey, this is bullshit because it's not really about health because never once have they or the government really talked about what to do to stay more healthy. They're saying they, they never recommended vitamin C or other supplements, which who knows how effective that is. I don't know. But they do have a point because, uh, yeah, it's not that much about health, at least to them. Because if it were, they probably would have told people to slow down on the sweets, especially <laughs> Mormons and their sweets. You ever been to a fair so missionary true. farewell and seen the, the, the tablefuls of desserts? They're inventing desserts at an alarming rate. It's disgusting. And old people are putting nuts in brownies. That's also got to stop. But anyways, they've never said, hey, tone back the sweets. You're all getting fat and you're unhealthy. They don't talk about that. So they do have a point there. I'll give it to them, in my opinion. You got another group of people that think this is just all about money, whether it's the church telling people to get the vaccine or the government telling them to get it. You got Pfizer, you got Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, all making billions of dollars, but the vaccine's free. They're getting paid for this, and the money's coming from somewhere. Where? Well, probably the government, I would assume, right? And so there's a lot of people that think, hey, this is ridiculous to force people to get something. You're making the rich richer, the poor staying poor, and this is all just a big money game any of these things are true or whether they're just completely baseless theories and the vaccine's only safe and only a good thing and everybody should get it i don't really know the answer to that but i do want to know what you guys think we got a weird group of people we got everyone from active oh yeah so okay so he hearing it again like mm -hmm. it's clear that he's kind of bashing on on the mormons but it, i mean but he also a, does it with an open way, mind though like yeah. it was it was comedy to me yeah, for sure. So but I, we're outside of it. I can see how being in it, it's yeah. like, you're threatening my values. And I t but that's with anything that you feel passionate about, right? It's Something that, that you hold close to. That's that, And that's the thing with comedians, too. And I'm not saying he's a comedian. To me, I thought it was funny. Yeah. But like with comedians, you're not going to be able to make everybody laugh. You just have to realize that. Like some of your content is going to be sketch. Mostly if you're a fat Mormon, that would have been very offensive. <laughs> but it's so true. It's like, hey. and I'm not here to bash on, bash on, you know, the LDS religion, but there was one thing that I always had concerns about when I was an active LDS member was when they talked about the word wisdom and not to do this, that, and the other, which I agree with. I, I agree. Putting alcohol in your body is not good. I mean, I like it now, but oh, it's good. I will never admit, no, like good for your body. Yeah, it's great. I, I don't know. Like health wise, no way. Yeah, it's good. Okay. <laughs> but I, I understand that stuff. 
But it's like, well, then what are you doing? Like people are getting diabetes. They're overweight. Like that's obesity. That's against the word of wisdom as well. And, and we don't question that and we allow mm-hmm. it. So but like, there's a lot of controversial things in there. There's these interviews in the church to like go to the temple, right? You yeah. have to, it's kind of like the highest level of worthiness. Mm-hmm. You get your temple recommend that you can go to the temple. And one of the questions is following this word of wisdom, which within the church specifically means not drinking alcohol, coffee, or tea, um, and then just like illegal drugs, yeah, basically. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the the real question they're asking. So there's been people that are like, uh, I drink coffee sometimes. I have tea sometimes. They're like, shoot. Well, you know what? Stop doing that. Come back in three months. We'll try again. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Every bishop can handle that slightly differently. But I've heard a lot of stories where it's like they're shut down hard because of that. And that's the doctrine of the church, that if they're breaking those rules, they can't go. But then, like, the 400-pound man who's got, like, Coke with him at all times and, like, a baggie of chicken nuggets, Mm -hmm. big old bag of chicken nuggets, (laughs) constantly, like, you keeping the word of wisdom? (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yep. Come on in, brother. Like, okay. I... It's yeah, a letter of law for spirit it's of law hard. kind of thing. It's hard. But unfortunate. But I can see stepping out in a bigger picture. I can see why people would love the church and the organization about it and everything. But I think for me, this is, you know, personal for me, you know, I questioned too many things and I didn't get the answers to what I wanted mm-hmm. and or the answers didn't sit well with me. And I was like, yeah, no, I'd rather just do this on my own. But People are some people. A lot of people are different. Like some people just need certain things from there, and so they stay in that church. And I and I totally get them as well. Mm-hmm. I totally get that side. Yeah. But for me, it just didn't it didn't you know this relationship doesn't work anymore. And yeah. so, um, I totally get why some people do need religion. I I, I understand that part. But mm-hmm. so yeah, so that guy Norman. Norman memes. So not Mormon, but Norman means with an N. Um. I, I thought, yeah, he, you could tell that he was kind of bashing on him a little bit, but not in a, a tacky way. Yeah. Like, he's not talking about, like, garments and, like, just get like just yeah, beating him up. Yeah, and he's still saying, like, I don't know. Let yeah. me know what you think. Let me know you th- what you think. Because, and the reason why I think he did the his, and this is on his Instagram stories. I re- recorded it. But the reason why is because the church, their Instagram, they turned off all commenting. So people couldn't discuss and tell like what they really felt. They turned that off, which I think is kind of a BS move. I think if you're going to put a statement out like that, you should allow people to comment. Yeah. Your church members, like these are people that are paying tithing to the church. Mm -hmm. They should be allowed to speak their piece. Yeah. No, don't censor them. And so I'm concerned. I'm asking the questions. Yes, I'm not LDS anymore, but as like trying to be a very logic person, why are they mixing religion and politics? Why are they giving advice saying you need to get this done? Why are they turning commenting commenting off in their Instagram and censoring people? Like why 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 why? I have questions. I don't I don't think they're viewing it as politics. They're viewing it as public health, right? They're viewing it as protection. So if you 
look at the vaccine as this is protecting us from this virus sweeping across the nation, causing people to get sick for, I don't know, like, I don't know. I just had the Rona, so mm-hmm. it's funny to me because you didn't die. It was annoying, no. but it's like so is a cold. Yeah, um, and that sounds very insensitive. I know to people. No, people that have died have from had it. Real problems from it, but like, I think it's like ninety plus percent of the deaths are like elderly, age eighty plus, and compromised immune systems. Plus. Yes, not even that, but like the life expectancy. In America, is like seventy six or something. Yeah, like that. well, it's and like and I've heard of ninety year olds that. have gotten over it. Like it's it's not as big as deal as people. The it, stats are very similar to a. Flu. It's money and power. Like we all know it. It's there's so many so much evidence coming out. Like yeah. we all know. And I, I but don't, we're not going to get into that deep. Yeah, I'm just saying I don't I don't mean to sound insensitive to that, but I don't view it as this plague that it's being made out to be. No. So I think that's unfair, but. From the church's perspective, they're viewing it as protection, public health. I don't think they're viewing it as politics. Okay, and so here again, another question that would come up if they're if they are viewing it like that. Well, shouldn't they know because they speak directly to God? Shouldn't God be telling them? Like yeah, I, I'm confused. Maybe he did. No, I and exactly. So it's like God's telling me to get vaccinated. Like. I'm I'm seeing people die from being vaccinated and hospitalized. Like there would be so many questions for me coming up being like, I don't understand why you're pushing this. And then I also had, I had someone reach out. This is actually really great. She made a great point. Um, She replied to that post about the church's statement. And she said, another thing that bothers me, and she's an active LDS member, Another thing that bothers me is that when the masks weren't required anymore, it was more, it was encouraged in parentheses, at least in my stake. So a stake is like a church for people that don't know, don't know about this religion. Um, it was at least in my stake to be kind to those still wearing them. Is there any call for kindness and love to those who don't wear masks? and in parentheses, for whatever reason, medical or anxiety, or believe that they don't work or are unhealthy, etc. parentheses ended, or haven't been vaxxed, I haven't seen it except for a few in a comment sections. Mm-hmm. The virtue signal is, is pro-vax, pro-mask. Like, so, it's the rebels that are doing otherwise, and, and there's no love for that. It's, it's shame and anger and aggression. In... I was talking to my friend Louisa today and we discussed this for like three hours because she's still, you know, a very active LDS member, but she doesn't, you know, she's, she's anti-vax like me, or at least I don't know if she's fully anti-vax, but I know that she doesn't, she's anti- Anti-Rona-vax. Rona-vax. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, I'm not going to, I'm not doing it. I don't care if they came out with a statement. Like, again, like kudos to her. I think that's awesome. She's taking what she needs out of the church. And she says she really goes anyways. Like mm. she just likes the community base of it and mm. whatever. Um, but we had like a three hour conversation on the phone today and you know, she, we were like, like, I hate to tr- like try to divide us in a sense, but it, it is really alarming that people that are there that are doing the shaming are the people that are wearing the mask. Yeah, exactly. It's not the other way around. And I'm not saying that never happens. I'm sure it does. But 
the majority people that don't wear masks, they just like keep to themselves. They like, they keep out of it. It's like whatever. Mm-hmm. But the people that it's almost like they, they need that confirmation that they're doing the right thing. Yeah. It's the virtue signal. So it's, it's social status. Yeah. You go along with it, then you're doing the right thing. And if you see someone else, you're doing more the right thing if you can put them down, right? Yeah. And I just, I wouldn't, I've never done that. I've never even thought to put someone down wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. I mean, I might like chuckle <laughs> after I get in my car, you know, and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're still wearing a mask. But I would never shame someone for doing that. And it, when it comes down to it, it's their choice, right? I guess the problem is I should add, like, as I said that out loud, I don't want to make it sound like everyone wearing a mask is thinking negatively about others no, or whatever. No, they're not. But it is, it is one-sided so though, kind of. The problem is the media again. Mm-hmm. It's, there are so many people that are genuinely scared. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. this will kill us. Yeah. It's funny how when there was like, I think it was like 50 or 60,000 cases in the United States, so early Rona days, the news was showing hospitals just swamped and trucks loading in body bags, right? From New York, yeah. Like, I remember that. Then we're at like 20-something million cases. Suddenly there's no trucks. There's no body bags getting loaded all the time. Like, mm-hmm. how does that work? Yeah. This- we have... 10, 20, 30, 40 times the number of cases, but suddenly all the drama's gone. Mm-hmm. Where's all this death surrounding yeah. us? These mass graves should be yeah. opening up all right. over. But the problem is the media creating so much fear. Mm-hmm. So there's people that genuinely believe. And I forget that sometimes. Yeah. I forget that people they believe that are still you living are in fear. People. Yeah. And I, yeah. For, I totally forget that. Because I, I, I have this mentality of like, uh, this is all bullshit. Yeah. It's all money and control and power. Like I've had that mentality from the very beginning before mm-hmm. all the evidence came out. I was already thinking all this. Yeah. And so I do forget that people still watch the mainstream media and are still, I mean, it, it is an innocence in a sense because they trust, they put all their trust into the mainstream media and to the government, which some people think that the government really are there to protect us. Well, I mean, if you actually watch it, it's pretty persuasive. It is. It's persuasive. So people with that mentality, they really believe that. And it's, Mm -hmm. I have to remember that. And I think we all should remember that there are people that are scared and that we should have compassion and love towards them, no matter what, how they act towards us. Yeah, for sure. That's all I have to say. That's always the answer, you know? Like, <laughs> love it's a, it's is always the answer. Situation. I know it sounds really corny and cheesy, but love is always the answer. Mm-hmm. And you will never persuade someone when you get in a fire and argument and tell them that they're an idiot and a dumbass. It's true. You can you can persuade with love. Yep. I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ and <laughs> 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 That was not mockery. Uh, I, 